How you doing? I'm Mikey J, and I wanted to open up this episode with another scripture read, and this time it's from Isaiah chapter 59, verse 1 through 6, which states, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither is ear heavy that it cannot hear, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid face from you that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies, your tongue have muttered perverseness. Now calleth for justice, nor pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity. They speak lies. They conceive mischief. They bring forth iniquity that they catch cockerous eggs and weave their spider's web. He that eateth their, of their eggs dieth, and that which is crushed breaketh into a viper. Their webs shall not become garments, neither shall they cover themselves with their works or works of iniquity in their acts of violence in their hands. The, the things in the world of wide web that your mind and spirit consume is what ends up becoming your clothing. Similar to how the Bible says that I am clad with zeal as a cloak. If the spiritual manifestation of your attitude towards the Bible or other individuals can represent your clothing like the zeal representing a cloak, you can understand why Isaiah 59 says their webs shall not become garments. It means that I will not allow the influence of the media or part of the web itself to take root in the earth forever. Because all media and from all people, social medias, news outlets, etc., is corrupted by man. Which is why the Bible says that when, especially those who are called Christians, also begin to weave the spider's web, the only eggs, which is fruit, they produce is those fruits, like when a so-called truther tries to expose a lie using their own lie, and all that comes forth from crushing that egg is a spiritual viper now released upon more individuals. This is a terrible cycle, and people no longer desire to hear the truth. So this explanation wasn't written by me or, or my original thought. It was written by Tyler Doka, so I can't claim that this interpretation is my own. The scripture is why I haven't been doing interviews and not posting content on social media, at least not on a grand scale. I started humbling myself and scaling back on purpose because I had found truth. After meeting Tyler Ducca, I found the answers I was seeking my entire life. Had it not been for Flat Earth, I wouldn't have found Tyler Ducca to begin with, and I wouldn't have been able to learn from his teachings, especially over the last seven months. Now, people have been calling him blasphemous. They, they disagree with his teachings regardless of the truth that he speaks. Those that rebuke him do not know what they speak. And until you have watched the revelation of Jesus Christ and read his blog, it is not possible for you to understand. You can't have a stiff neck and have a hardened heart. Now, I say this every time I start a show. I invite every one of you to watch Pillar of Truth playlist, which is on my YouTube channel, and it's in the description below. If you're watching this channel and you have seen all my interviews, then you know that we've been lied to by everyone, including politicians, educators, and our religious leaders. It even says in Romans chapter 3, verse 4, God God forbid, yea, let God be true and every man a liar. Now, this playlist isn't as big as it used to be. Tyler has taken down much of the videos he originally had up, and most of his teachings now are on his website, which are also in the description below. I, I've been very fortunate that I was able to watch all of Tyler's videos multiple times before they were taken down, all while I was researching every person throughout history that claimed to be Jesus, and where you researched every uh, religious organization throughout history. What most people claiming to be Jesus have in common is they all had sinister motives. Tyler, on the other hand, only reads from scripture. He compares everything with scripture, and he's never asked 
anyone for anything. He offends Christians because they challenge their beliefs. All his teachings reveal something no other pastor has ever spoken of. So it is very new. All his teachings reveal that no one could see before. Now, I get that some people refuse to believe the Bible because it is written by man and man is fallible. This is really the essence of faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it even says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If you can't trust the Bible, then who do we trust? Man. <laughs> We've been told a lie about nearly everything. Of course, you know, historians, the controllers of education, the controllers of theology all want us to believe that Jesus died 2,000 years ago, yet we have no physical proof that the accounts of the Bible happened. All evidence that we've been shown only lead to more questions and speculation. Now, when you Google search who wrote the Bible, you literally find thousands of results, all saying different things. This is intentionally done to create doubt and confusion to solidify the idea that Jesus was born 2,000 years ago, when in reality, we can't even prove anything beyond 200 years ago. Everything has been erased or altered or rewritten dozens of times. The victors of all wars are who rewrite history in the way that they want us to see it. Archaeologists have no idea who created the pyramids or even when. People think that the planet killer meteor struck the earth and wiped out all of life with evidence of a sinkhole and a rock. I mean, people think that the Big Bang Theory is real without any empirical evidence to support this theory. These vain imaginations only take us away from the truth, and the only way to find truth is through Christ. When we believe the lies of man, we are actually given the, the controllers all the power, so we keep hoping for the return of Christ and ignore the possibility that he has not come until the present day. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 26, it says, Even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but is now made manifest to his saints. And then in 2 John chapter 1, verse 7, For many deceivers are entered in the, into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is a deceiver and an antichrist. They could have said has instead of is, which would make the, the writing in the past tense. That's because it is a prophecy for what is to come and is happening. The Antichrist isn't just one person. We are surrounded by them. All teachers of the Bible do not ever catch this because that is not what they are taught to say. I've sat through theology classes. I've been through many sermons and churches, and so I know what we are taught. We are taught that all these stories are old accounts of the past. Remember, all things written in the Bible are spiritual. They are not physical accounts. So they are not historical record. All names and places aren't physical accuracy like we're told. For example, what you think is the physical city of Jerusalem really means Christians. The water means doctrine or the word of God. Darkness means bounded by the law. In Romans chapter 9, verse 27, it says, Esaias also crieth concerning Israel, though the number of the children of Israel be the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. So this means that only a small number of people are going to be saved because only a few truly believe that Jesus is come in the flesh. Now, you might think of me as crazy. I don't really care. Until you have watched and done the research that I have done and watched every video, read every post by Tyler, and thoroughly compared every scripture with what he says, I can't agree that there are other texts that supersede the Bible that are more accurate because they're not. Once you have read and understood the things that I've witnessed, there is no going back. It's, it's like going back to believing the earth is a globe. It, it can't be done. I cannot un unsee what I have witnessed. Moses brought us the law so we could get ready for the grace and truth through Jesus Christ, who is here today. The signs are all around us. If you don't think we are in the end time, you need to take a look around again. And if you still don't believe, 
then you are bound to this physical world. What is not of the word is of this world. Anyway, I apologize for this long monologue. If you have gotten this far, which I hope you all do, I commend you for your patience and curiosity. And now onto the show. And you're in the presence of the greatest podcaster in the truth community. Amen, Neil. If you're not following Mikey J, I have one thing to say. What is wrong with you? The one, the only, Mikey J on KGUP presents. Five, four, three, two, one. I know I had to tell him. The earth is flat. Bro, you need to check your facts. I got high up through the roof. And I landed on the moon. The moon flat too. In reality, everything is just in 2D. Like a video game from 1983. Besides up and down the street. But yeah, sleep. And welcome back. I'm Mikey J, and you're tuned into another edition of KGP Presents, and this is episode 70. So today I wanted to investigate a topic that has been on my radar in for many years, and I really wanted to get into it and talk about it with someone who actually knew what they were talking about. I've had, you know, I've heard so many people talk about, you know, becoming a state national and the United States under source 28 U.S. code. 3002 that defines the United States as a corporation in the District of Columbia. And we are all citizens of this corporation. But what exactly does that mean? How does it affect us? And how do we regain our national sovereignty? And what is the benefit of doing so, so that we're not bound to corporate law? So this year, I discovered a dumpster fire called Contract Killer Course, which I am currently watching these videos because I I went through all 35 videos, but I have to go through it all, all over again, which, oh, wow. um, how, you know, how exactly do I pull myself out of this corporatocracy? And to talk about all this, I asked the founder and creator of the website, one stupid And he's very colorful. He doesn't take shit from anybody. He doesn't give a fuck if you follow his instructions, but he's definitely there when you need him. Let's bring him on the one, the only Brandon Joe Williams of onestupidfuck.com. What is going on, my guy? Hi. Wow. What an introduction. Thank you so much. That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I've, I think I've, I've been on some shows where, where they've seen some of the videos, but I think this might be the first time where the host has seen all of them or almost all of them. This is new for me. This is very cool. So thank you. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're not that long. They're like 30 minutes. Some of them are like 16 minutes or so. So it's not going to take up your whole day. I mean, I'm guilty of not paying attention completely. So I, I need yeah. to break out my notebook and watch them all over again. And like I've taken a lot of notes so far, like all the all the the you know the the codes and, and instructions on what to do, but I'm still very much lost because it, it's a lot. You know, it's no, no, that's totally normal. Totally normal. Yeah. And uh, you really get into, I mean, it, it, it's funny how you speak when you're on different shows and you're just like dropping F-bombs and cursing. And it's like, is this too for real? 
I know it's kind of funny. I know. How did you stumble on to this this topic, and and what made you realize you needed to go to this direction and and inform people? Um, I had the employment development department trespass on one of my job sites when a company that I had just started taking over, and they decided that uh, they were going to interrogate my employees on the job site, scaring my employees, and uh, m- my employees. Uh, told them some information and then that triggered an audit and then and then they decided they were going to just make up some kind of bill and send it to me and and it was going to wipe out the company and I had no way to pay them nor did I want to pay them I'm not interested in paying the mafia uh mm-hmm. so I was kind of pushed into this I had been there was somebody who was trying to tell me about this for literally a couple of years and I kept telling her no 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 and then this was the incident that pushed me over the edge to contact her at the time, there wasn't very much information about this on the internet. So I went on Amazon and I started buying lots of books on the subject. Lots of books available a couple of years ago. Uh, so so I just stacked the books. I bought like 30 books. I read all of them. And then uh, throughout a six-month period, I was just reading books and watching the very little bit of YouTube videos I could find on the subject. And then on on uh, March 14th of 2022 is when I launched the first version of my website, which was all text only. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't it, it was a, it, it had the state national theory page with the 37 different points. Uh, but I don't think it was even 37 at that point. I think it was just like uh, maybe 20 or something like that. And then I, I expanded it. I was working on that website almost every single day, adding to it, changing it, correcting it. Uh, and then people kept asking me, can you do a video course? Can you do a video course? Can you do something we can actually visually see some of this? Can you do some kind of like something? And I kept telling them, no, no, go fuck yourself. Not interested. Uh, you know, if you want to do this, you need to read because it's all reading anyway. So like, I can't really, you know, if you can't read, then you're not, you're just going to not going to go anywhere. So, and then finally by about July, I had rewritten my website, like probably 400 times. Uh, or added to it or changed it or moved things around or added resources or done something along with my research, I finally got soft and I decided I was going to go ahead and make a video course. And then uh, I launched the video course on July 2nd, 2022. And it's been an absolute rocket ride ever since. And, And now you're starting to see this material seeping into like every right-leaning Instagram group, every right-leaning online group, pretty much on the planet, you're starting to see this information leaking into these groups through just people sharing the information. It's not just me uh, teaching this information. The the unique thing about what I do, I think, is, is a few things. First off, I go out and buy courses and learn from everybody about everything, and then I try to bring it all back into a central hub. So my website is like a central hub for like a whole bunch of different aspects of all this information. I add in a lot of humor, obviously, as you know, which is also very unique. And then I give it everything away for free, which is also very unique. So those are the three unique propositions that I have and that I do. And and I've actually invested over $100,000 in this so far. Whoa. And uh, I spend, I just started spending about, I spent about $6,000 a month in advertising right now. Holy crap. Yeah, that's no joke. Yeah, you know what you know what's funny is that halfway through watching all these videos, I didn't realize I was in the course. And I thought, all right, well, what at what point do I need to subscribe and actually pay for this service? But and then I got to the last video this morning and 
you know, you were saying that you did that, you launched it last year and July 1st of 2022 was the last video. And I was like, oh shit, it's over. So <laughs> yeah, people think it's weird that I gave it away for free. I, I give it away for free because I mean, look, let, let's be honest. Like if you, it, I don't really care either way, because when you start getting into like a lot of the financial end of this, which is a lot of what I started studying in, into after the course was done, you're going to get an invite into an advanced course. In the advanced course, we're starting to get mainly into the financial end of things, right? That's basically where things are now. It's like 90% of all the attention's focused on the financials, right? But the thing is, is that, you know, as you progress through this, you start to realize that you can actually manufacture currency from scratch and, 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 now that I know I can do this, I haven't mastered it, but I've already discharged $200,000 in debt. And then I have a, a COVID uh, 7A loan that I haven't even bothered to discharge just because it's just like, I just haven't even uh, spent the time to, to, to write up a single letter that will discharge the entire amount. So I'm like, I was like 200K down. Mm-hmm. I was like 400K down when I started studying all this. And the way that I look at it in my head is that I spent 100K on research and discovery and marketing, but I'm already 400K up in a way, if you think about it, because of the technology itself, the application of the technology itself, I, I consider that to be like, I'm already 400K up. Then not to mention the fact that once people actually come to the realization that this is real, and it's like a little bit farther along, a little bit more mainstream. I'm going to be the the most demanded human being literally on the entire planet, basically, or country. Like not to be like egotistical. It's just a fact. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like I'm playing this like long game where I'm either going to figure out billions or millions of dollars from creating my own currency or or I'm going to figure out billions and millions of dollars from selling negotiable instruments that I create through my companies, or I'm going to, you know, get billions and millions of dollars from uh, uh, doing massive, like legal corporate restructuring for like monstrous organizations. That's kind of where I would like to go, like some kind of like a, like a privatization service for like large conglomerates or, or international finance, stuff like that, like setting up huge multi-trillion dollar companies with trusts and everything else. So like I feel I feel like my future is is very bright and I don't really I don't really care to really charge. Plus it's like it's like I feel like if we don't do something about what's going on in America and we don't start turning this boat around real fucking fast, we are in some serious trouble. And and it's not just California. And um so I give it away for free because it's 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 very easy to share, it's very easy for people to understand, it's easy for them to access, it's free. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. And and I just I just did that, you know, I, I believe in karma, hundred percent. Yeah. So I don't really have a I don't really have a, a concern with with any of that. I was I was making good money before I started doing all this. It wasn't really a concern. I've been working my ass off for a long time trying to figure out how to make money. Um and I finally cracked it the past few several years. So so for me, I just, you know, people ask me like, oh, the advanced course, the advanced course is coming. Are you going to, are you going to charge? And I was just like, you know, I thought about it a little bit. And then I was like, no, you know, I think I'm just going to give away for free. And, uh, and I'm five videos in on the advanced course now. And, and I don't think I'm ever going to really charge. 
on the on the advanced course. And I just I do videos whenever I can, whenever I feel like it, whenever I have like a really solid foundation of something that I've realized. Right. And then I just add the video onto the lineup. And then I let all the people know who have already completed up through the current video. I give them an email and then know there's a new video has been released. And then I also attach the email onto the end. So people who are running see the normal day by day, they get the new video when they come up to it. And it's just going to be like that for however long it takes me to fill out the entire advanced course, which is probably going to be years, right. probably a couple of years at least. So for the people watching who don't know a whole lot of this, can you kind of like walk us through like the process of like, what are the beginning steps of getting your state national or, or, or state national status? And, and, you know, cause I, I think a lot of people know about this, but they're, they're just afraid of losing like, these little benefits, like, you know, losing dis or uh, not disability, but, um, you know, yeah, like like the working benefits, you know, uh, unemployment, disability, uh, because do we lose that kind of stuff when when uh, we break away? A long time ago, and even in the course, I thought the answer to the question was probably more of a yes. Now, at this point, with all the new research, because, again, it's been almost a year since that course was released. Right. The answer is a resounding no to the point where. When you know all this information, you can go out and get disability and food stamps and all this other shit that you don't even necessarily, quote, qualify for. You can actually just get all that shit without even having to barely try. That's okay. Yeah. So, so, so you can actually get every goddamn thing, disability, social security, everything under the sun, moon, and stars. You can actually get all that shit even like now. I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if somebody told me they figured out a way through all this information to start getting social security payments at like 25 years old. I, I would be like, not even shocked about that. I'd be like, oh, that makes perfect sense. So the thing is, is it's, 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 um, it's actually the polar opposite now at this point. And, and the, the big, huge, massive realization on that line that got me to realize the fact that the answer to that question is no, is the whole agent principle thing, which I don't get into until the, the advanced course. Cause I, I didn't really understand that when mm-hmm. I did the original course. You're actually two different persons. It's you as as a national, as a non-U.S. citizen, as a non-resident, and then you still have the all-caps corporation, which is actually located in the District of Columbia, which is a U.S. citizen, and you operate through that corporate entity, right? So when you when you sign the back of a check, let's say, for example, right, and it says endorsement at the top, right? Endorse check here, right? Right. The term endorsement, actually, it's weird. They spell it with an E, but actually, when you when you when you study deep into the law, they actually the correct term is with an I. I don't know if there's some weird thing <laughs> beyond that, but really, the way it's supposed to be spelled with, with an I, I N D O R S E E M E N T. So no one really knows what the hell endorsement means, right? An endorsement is basically like an approval and directions as to how that particular instrument such as a check, is supposed to be exchanged, right? Now, when you realize that 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 the 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 endorsement is a description of the way something's supposed to be exchanged, you start to realize that you can actually sign things and endorse things for the the all caps corporation as the agent on behalf of the all caps corporation. Mm-hmm. 
that basically gives you special foreigner access to like all sorts of benefits and crazy things. And I mean, I could probably go and get every single unemployment benefit, food stamp benefit, disability, uh, you name it. I could I, honestly, I could probably go and start getting social security payments on top of all the other payments. And I wouldn't be fibbing or lying or, or stretching the truth on any of the documentation, even 1%. It would be completely transparent and completely honest. And the reason being is the, the government, the government basically, when you really start to understand how all this stuff works, the government wants to give you everything. They want to give you infinite credit. They want to pay all your bills. Basically, kind of, sort of, like literally whatever you want and whatever you ask for, they give you as long as you understand the game, the game of which is totally secret and the game of which nobody knows and the game of which they never tell you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I met some some Russian guy because I used to do Uber about five, three, four years ago. And this guy told me that, you know, all these like, Russians come from, you know, they come from Russia and under their foreign national status, they're able to get money through social security without ever earning a single penny in the country. And so they, they come here and they, they, they organize because they have these like groups where you, you go and then they talk to you and they coach you and how to get all this free money. And so they get all these grants and, and social security income, and then they get, you know, loans, to, to open up businesses and, and the, I'm like, you know, there's so many struggling people in this country that don't, don't know how to do anything and don't have access, access to all the, all this free money because there's, they're U S citizens. And if this is, is, do you, do you consider that a way of being a state national that in, in under that same, you know, like guideline? <laughs> oh, definitely. A state national is just as foreign as somebody coming over from Russia. Yeah. Right. I don't live in the United States. I don't live in the state of California. It's all legal. And I told the passport office that I told the Department of State Department of State that and they issued me a passport. So my passport is a, is a, says right in the documentation. I do not live in the United States. I am not a US citizen and I don't live in the state of California. Hmm. I have a foreign diplomatic passport. And I'll tell you right now, because I signed that 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 explanatory statement and I signed those documentations under penalty of perjury, and I notarized all of it, every single sentence and every single word of that entire 16 pages or 17 pages of documentation that I sent in to get my passport was completely and utterly 100% the truth by the definition of every single fucking word on that entire packet. That's crazy. Not one millimeter of anything I have ever sent the Department of State or the Internal Revenue Service has been fudged, has been, you know, and I laugh because people are like, oh, you're you're crazy. You're going to get in trouble. And I'm over here laughing while my friends or people that I know are like, oh, this is a business expense. And I'm like, do you realize that that it's actually not a business expense and actually what you're doing per Title 26 is actually illegal? Oh, well, you know, huh. and I'm over here, like not paying any taxes and not legally a taxpayer. I don't legally live in the United States. I don't, you know, and but I'm like 100 fucking 
percent honest and transparent with the fucking federal corporation. So I'm over here laughing my ass off because everybody thinks that I'm the criminal. But in actuality, I'm the only one who's not committing felonies on a regular basis. So it's just like it's absolutely hilarious to me that it's just crazy. The whole the whole thing is just so crazy and backwards that it just it blows. It blows your mind. It blows your mind to know that. I've been trying to be a good citizen and trying to be a good taxpayer my whole life. And and when I think back, it's felonies, bro. Just all felonies. Because it's yeah. it's not do you know the tax code A to Z? No. No one does, right? <laughs> but the truth is, is that you don't have to be involved in the tax code at all. All you gotta do is just change a few things and then you're outside of it. That's how you stay legal. Because the thing is, is that what if what if they change the tax code tomorrow? Now what are you going to do? You're going to restudy everything and rethink everything? No. But if you're not a part of the tax code, they change it all they want. It doesn't make any difference. You're still legal. Right. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that was stopping my, myself and my wife from doing all this is that when we were thinking about marriage, because we have to dissolve our marriage and and remarry under the common law, which I think. Tennessee is like this the only state in the whole <laughs> the whole country that does common law of marriages, which we're okay to do. And then we can start buying property and putting stuff under our state national uh you know what do you I don't know why I have a hard time remembering trust. that term. Trust, yes. Yeah. Now you don't have to go to Tennessee to do a common law marriage. All you gotta do is just you, you just put out a witness book. At your marriage, you're, you're going to get married again. Women love this shit, so it shouldn't be the hardest thing to sell to your wife. And then you just put out the witness book, and all the people who come, they sign the witness book. Okay, you take some photos. It's it's evidence essentially, right? Right. And then what you're going to do is is you're going to you're going to take all that evidence and that witness book, copies of that book, and you're going to send all that information into the county recorder with a cover sheet. And it's just going to say what occurred on that day and what your intentions are and all that kind of thing. So it's it's reversed. You're not going to the government in order to 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 ask their approval to get married, which is absolutely asinine, psychotic, and, and completely right. disgusting. What you're doing is you're telling the county recorder, please record this because this particular event occurred, and I would like everyone to know that this particular event occurred in the public space. That's all you're doing. Basically, an affidavit of fact. It's just an affidavit that's essentially published through the county recorder. You're not gotcha. you're not going to them for approval. You're not asking them for anything. You're saying this event occurred. Here's the evidence. Please place it on file. Mm -hmm. And you pay a very very small fee to to make sure that that particular file goes into the into the into the public recorder and it stays available as a public document forever and anyone can request copies of the document by by paying a very small fee and getting access to these documents etc right so so you're making you're making an event that occurred in the private as something public via evidence mm -hmm. And once cool. you do that, now you have a common law marriage. You don't need to go anywhere or do anything. I could do a common law marriage right here in, in California, in Los Angeles. Nice. Now, now the local county recorder may not want to record that documentation, which is very easy. All you do is just, just send it to a different state. Just send it to Arizona or Florida or Texas. Dallas, Texas. Find a county recorder out there. Give them a call. 
say, hey, I'm in California, uh, California, and the, and the, the local recorder is <laughs> not willing to record my documentation. Can I mail you some stuff, registered mail? Oh, of course, Mr. Williams. Uh, you know, it's $30 for the first page and $5 for each individual page after that. So you've got five pages of witness signatures. You've got one page cover letter of the event. And then you have whatever else you spend, you know, $55. You send it registered mail. Uh, and then they send you the number of it and they put it on the website and they put it in the county recorder and all that kind of thing as available as a public document. And then now you've just completed your common law marriage. It's very simple. Oh, in your last video, I I really like the, the registered mail video because you, you really explain the difference between certified mail and registered mail and how they're agreeing to a contract by signing it and sending it back to you. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, just little things. I mean, we just take for granted for, and we blindly do these things without even thinking about it. And then all these boxes were like, what the fuck is this? What is this? You know? Yeah. We just don't even look at that stuff and, and define it. You know, we just kind of like blindly go through life, just allowing the government just to control us without our, us being aware that we're being controlled. And what's so funny is you're not really, in a way, you're not really being controlled. It, what you're actually doing is you're you're basically controlling yourself via their own manipulation of the terminology. That's the part that's exactly. most heartbreaking. Is you you're not really being controlled at all. You're yeah. being you're being carefully and 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 mysteriously like led down a particular path. All right without them actually touching you in any way, shape, or form. It's almost like it's more of like a manipulation than it is a control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Through the, through the definition, definitions of words and emotions and stuff like that. Right. So it's pretty amazing. I mean, you got, I mean, I've been on so many shows where I start explaining all this stuff and then the, the coach just goes, what the fuck? This is absolutely, they start laughing and they go, this is incredible. Like, this is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and, and what's funny is that it, it, it actually really is. Uh, the, the whole, the whole thing is, is absolutely brilliant. I mean, there's just no way to, it, it's sad that's that people are psychotic enough to actually develop all this. Cause I mean, the, the amount of work and effort and thought and energy that had to go into develop all this is just. Well, we're also preoccupied with with media and television and and movies. Well, that's all part of that's sports. all part of the same. That's all part of the same. All these people who created all this shit are all the same people who own all these media companies, right? And so we don't. Most people just don't ask a single question. They just, or right, what are we doing tonight? You know, like what are we watching? And you know that's why there's thirty sports channels and they're all yeah. You know, I, I can't stand going to a bar and looking at the, the 50 televisions in the room. I'm like, oh, my God, this is driving me insane. Why do we come here? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 literally the old Roman corn and game. It's the same exact thing. Yeah. yeah. It's the it's the jousting and the gladiator. And all. I mean, hell, I'll tell you right now, I don't watch much TV, but I'll tell you right now, if the government wants to put a cut in Coliseum, in LA and start having people kill each other and lions and all that. I'm going to be the first person there, brother. I'll tell you right now, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. They can put it on the front. They can put it on the front of the Coliseum. This is all horse shit. And it's literally created just to fucking just to trap your attention. I'd be like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I want the first ticket in there, bro. I'm, I'm showing up. You know what I mean? 
So, you know, it's funny, too, because it's like the corning game that they're giving us is just like, in my opinion, it's like shit, right? Because I'll tell you right now, I got no problem getting involved in corning games, but they need to step up their fucking game a little bit. I mean, video games are cool. Like, I really enjoy video games. But besides that, sports and and television and movies, just it's just such a I don't consider it very, very good corning games, but a lot of other people do. So it's obviously effective to some degree, but. I want to yeah. see people chopping each other's heads off and shit with swords alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if if that happened, uh, I'd be I'd be going. I'd be there with my with with you. I'd be there with you. That's where I'd be. <laughs> I mean, I I do love an, an an occasional blue pill, which is what I call it. You know, but I hardly ever go to the movies now. It, it just the experience isn't worth it. You yeah. Know? You know, it has to be something that that'll bring back some childhood feeling you know <laughs> otherwise they don't give a fuck yeah 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 no i understand i understand entirely yeah so um walk us through like i i know you're probably tired of like talking about all of it but like what what does it take to start this process of becoming a national or state national and getting that passport um that indicates that you were a state national and you're not a, a US citizen. And what what is the difference? Like why why would why would you want to do that? Yeah, I can run you guys through this. Is this uh mostly audio that your listeners or is it video as well? It's both. It's both. Uh, the, what the is vast majority of it is podcast. Audio. Okay, good. That's what yeah. I figured. So if that's the case, then I'll just stick to audio. We'll just—I was going to do a screen share, but we'll just skip it. So, um, <clears throat> so the first thing is just like in the videos. Uh, the first thing is the definition of United States, mm-hmm. which we'll cover right now. The definition of United States comes from twenty-eight USC. USC is United States Code three thousand two. Just like you mentioned at the beginning of the show. Uh, all you do is just type that into Google. It'll come up on Cornell 28 USC uh, 3002. You're going to go down to subsection 15. Subsection 15 says United States means, and then uh, definition A, it says a federal corporation. Then you're going to open up a new tab, and you're going to go to UCC, which stands for Uniform Commercial Code 9-307. This is called location of debtor. You're going to go down to subsection H. Subsection H says location of United States. And then below that, it says the United States is located in the District of Columbia. Okay, so right away, we already know it's a federal corporation and it's located in the District of Columbia. So when you see something like a W-9 form, and it says U.S. citizen or U.S. person or United States or how much money did you make from the United States? You have to realize the definition that they're applying is the definitions that I just covered. And the answer to all of these questions is probably more of a no or more of a zero. And there's a lot more to it. And we can get into a lot more about taxation and everything else. But that's the that's the 10 second pill version of what we're doing here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what you do is is as you dig through the um, the 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 USC and the 
Code of Federal Regulations and the Uniform Commercial Code, you realize very rapidly that the word state, when it's capitalized, uh, like capital S, state, it's actually referring to a very nefarious technology that they've developed where they've created all of these corporations called State of Nevada, State of California, State of New Hampshire, State of Florida. All of these corporations are all physically located in the District of Columbia, and they're sub-corporations of the corporation called United States. So the way that works is uh, you you don't want to tell it. Like voter registration is the main way that they trap you into this particular trap because you sign on tax documents, uh, your l- driver's license and your passport that you're a U.S. citizen. Then on your voter registration, you sign that you live in state of California, which is a private for-profit corporation physically located in the District of Columbia. You probably also sign that you are a U.S. citizen on the documentation as well. Now, the definition of U.S. citizen comes from uh, 14 CFR 47.2. And if you go there, it says uh, the following are uh, definitions for citizen of the United States or U.S. citizen. And this is the first area where you start to really get into this. I mean, obviously, United States is super fucked up the definition, right? But. <laughs> This definition also citizen of the United States or U.S. citizen, you start to realize that a citizen of the United States or U.S. citizen can also be a corporation or a partnership. And that starts to get your mind opened up, right? So I try to get into some of these definitions right out the gate where it starts to open up the mind of a person who may not be willing to look at any of this information. They think it's just a bunch of kookiness, right? So we have a few definitions of citizen of the United States or U.S. citizen. The first one is an individual who is a citizen of the United States or one of its possessions, right? And everyone, that's the one that everybody thinks of when they hear the term U.S. citizen, right? They don't realize that United States means the District of Columbia, though. That's the part that fucks them up, right? But it gets crazier. Definition number two, a partnership, each of whose partners is an individual who is a citizen of the United States. So it's like, okay, so a partnership can be a U.S. citizen. It's kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Number three, a corporation or association organized under the laws of the United States or a state, it's in capital there, so it means the corporation states, the District of Columbia or a territory or possession of the United States, of which the president and at least two-thirds of the board of directors and other managing officers are citizens of the United States, which is under the actual control of citizens of the United States and in which at least 75% of the voting interest is owned or controlled by persons that are citizens of the United States. So when you own a company and you're a U.S. citizen and your partner is a U.S. citizen, the, the actual company itself is legally classified as a U.S. citizen, right? And this is a great door that opens up a lot of questions. For example, you know, the all caps name. Why is your name in all capital letters? Because when you were born, there was a corporation that was created of your name in all capital letters. That corporation is a U.S. citizen. So the thing is, is that you're actually you're actually two different entities in law. Mm-hmm. The all caps name is still a U.S. citizen and always will be a U.S. citizen. And that's why I didn't realize all of this originally. And that's why you're able to keep all of your benefits and get absolutely any benefit that you want uh-huh. from the government. Because you're still retaining the all caps name as a separate organization. So when you quote change your status, 
in the, in this new world that we're living in with all the advanced technology that we've learned, changing your status is something different now where you actually split yourself into two different entities in law. When you split yourself into two different entities in law, you still retain all of the ability to get benefits on the U.S. citizen side of your name in all capital letters. And that's how you gain access to literally any benefit you can possibly dream of, including disability. You can go and get disability probably tomorrow if you wanted to, with almost no effort. So the way this works is we go to 8 USC 1101, which is the next section of this. And we go down to subsection 21. And actually, there's some really brand new stuff I can go over with you guys. That I, Like the past week, we've come across a whole new world when it comes to some of this stuff. And I can share it with, with you guys as like super cutting edge uh, right. on this, right? So, so 8 USC 1101 subsection 21, the term national means a person owing permanent allegiance to a state. And the word state is lowercase, referring to a non-corporate state, referring to the original states, the actual states, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens is you're splitting into two different entities in law. You are, are, are the agent on behalf of the principal. The principal is the all-caps corporation. You become the lawyer of the all-caps corporation. Right. You as the agent are a national and you are located in one of the 50 non-incorporated legal states of America, the, the union, the Republic, right? Now you are a non us person or non us citizen. You become a national. For example, for me, I'm a Californian, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's the terminology they want. They want me to use. So I use it. It's fine. I don't care. I'm not hostile. Okay. <laughs> So I'm a Californian and I'm an agent on behalf of the principal. The principal is a U.S. citizen. So I can still get all the same benefits that I would get if I thought I was just one person in law, right? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like this new, more advanced level that we've gotten to since the course was released, a lot of guys are getting upset and they're fighting people and they're fighting this and they're saying, you know, I'm this and I'm that. And they're going into court and saying, I'm this and I'm that. Now we're at this whole new level where, where you're just a lawyer on behalf of this corporation and, and all they want to talk to and all they want to talk about is the corporation and not you at all. So you would actually literally go into a courtroom and you would say, hi, I'm the agent on behalf of the principal. I'm here represents representing the interests of the principal, and I'm here to <laughs> you know basically handle whatever this upset is and settle this dispute right here in the in the in the courtroom. And you would literally run the entire courtroom experience as though you're the 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 lawyer on behalf of a legal entity, which is your name in all capital letters, which is a corporation. Okay. Right. Now, because you are just the agent. And because you're a, a foreign national that's not even located in their jurisdictional zone, they can't do anything to you and they can't touch you. Mm. They can only touch the legal person of which you represent as the lawyer on behalf of the principal. So the whole thing just becomes this gigantic, hilarious joke at that point. They can't touch you. There's not even any point to even show up, to be honest with you. But you can show up just because it's hilarious. Okay. 
And that's basically the level that we're at at this point with all of this, right? Now, if you look at 8 USC 1101 subsection 23, it says the term naturalization means the conferring of nationality of a state, lowercase state, uh, upon a person after birth by any means whatsoever. So this is this is something I didn't teach in the course. It's something I found later. What this is saying is, is that you could just literally say whatever the fuck you are, and they'll accept it because it says here, literally the conferring of nationality by any means whatsoever. You can say you're part of a tribe called the the K KGUP tribe, mm-hmm. and the KGUB tri- UP tribe is located in a a an unincorporated area called uh, Saskatchewan, uh, Saskatchewanian. Which is located in uh, on the eastern end of Jupiter. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm actually literally not kidding. And you could probably get a passport based off that information. Wow. Because the thing is, is that they 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 literally state that you you. So this has gotten crazier since the course. So 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 on the course, I didn't know this particular part on the DS11. Have you done your passport yet? Not yet. Okay, so brand new information that just came out. If you look at the top right section of a DS-11 form, there's just little boxes that that I thought originally that the passport office would fill out. And then I find out later, (laughs) it's just so crazy. You you literally, it's it's a little box. I'm looking at it right now. It's a little boxes. One says D, one says O, one says S, and one says NFR. And below that, it says END number. And, 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 and it's so funny. All this time, I thought that was a part that, that the passport office is supposed to fill out, right? Because no one fills this, this part of the passport application out. Turns out, you're the one who's supposed to fill it out. Turns out the D stands for diplomatic. The O stands for official. The S stands for standard and uh, service. And the NFR stands for no fee regular. And the END number stands for an endorsement number where you can literally give yourself ambassador at large foreign diplomatic status by simply writing a number in there and checking the D box. Mind blowing. This is like five days ago. I just learned about this, right? This information comes from I'm going to back up just a little bit to to take it back to what I talk about in the course, 22 CFR uh, 51.3. If you type that into the internet, you're going to get types of passports, which is what I talk about in, in video number 13, at the beginning of video number 13, right? Right. So you have, you have official passport, which is the one that everybody has. Because when you say you're a U.S. citizen... You, you're saying that you live in the District of Columbia, and they've already said in the United States Code that if you just if you tell them that you live in the District of Columbia, then then by definition you're either an officer or an employee of the corporation because you're saying you live in the corporate zone. You must be an employee or an officer of the corporation if you live here, mm-hmm. and that comes from. I don't know if I can find that in ten seconds. Let me see if I can find that in super rapidly. Yeah, here it is. 19 USC uh, section 810 says persons allowed to reside in zone, meaning District of Columbia, 
<laughs> quote, no person shall be allowed to reside within the zone except for federal, state, or municipal officers or agents whose residence presence, whose resident presence is deemed necessary by the board. So so if you say you're a US citizen, they're saying that you're you're you, you fine, okay, great, you can live here, whatever. But if you live here, you you are not allowed to live here or say that you live here uh, unless you're a federal, state, or municipal officer or agent. So that's that's where this comes from, right? That's where the official passport idea comes from. I'm going to read to you what an official passport states. Number one, an officer or employee of the U.S. government traveling abroad to carry out official duties and family members of such persons. So if you say you're a U.S. citizen on your fucking passport, that means that you live in the District of Columbia. And the only people that they're that they allow to live there are officers or employee employees of the corporate zone. So you're going to get an officer or employee passport. OK, mm -hmm. number two is a U.S. government personal services contractor traveling abroad to carry out official duties on behalf of the U.S. government. So on this one, it's pretty much the same thing. You're a contractor. So to some degree, it's kind of the same idea. Number three, a non-personal services contractor traveling abroad to carry out duties in support of and pursuant to a contract with the U.S. government when the contractor is unable to carry out such duties using a regular or service passport. Again, you're a contractor, right? Now, those first three are your U.S. citizen level. You live in the District of Columbia. You've got no rights. You're part of a foreign corporate zone. You don't live in America. You are an American. Okay. Now, number four of the official passports, when we start moving into a different type of passport, which is where you are a national, you, you don't live in the District of Columbia anymore, and you are a foreign diplomat to some degree, but you represent the foreign corporation, the corporate zone, the federal corporate zone known as United States. So definition of official passport, definition subsection four, an official or employee of a state, local, tribal, or territorial government traveling abroad to carry out official duties in support of the U.S. government. Okay, so that's the first level we start to get to where it's sort of like a bit of a hybrid. You are a national by definition, but you represent the, the federal corporation uh, in your travels. And that's the whole point, right? And then we have a whole different section, which is a, a different type of passport entirely called a regular passport. And it says here, a regular passport is issued to a national of the United States. You don't represent the United States. You aren't in the United States. You are a foreigner from the United States. Okay. But, but recently, brand new, hot off the presses, Subsection D, diplomatic passport, okay? A diplomatic passport is issued to a foreign service officer or to a person having diplomatic status or comparable status because he or she is traveling abroad, meaning outside of the District of Columbia, to carry out diplomatic duties on behalf of the U.S. government. When authorized by the department, Spouses and family members of such persons may be issued diplomatic passports. When authorized by the department, a diplomatic passport may be issued to a U.S. government contractor if the contractor meets the eligibility requirement, whatever. So 
So what happens is we, we, we've started to look at this diplomatic passport a little differently because you can literally just give it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the big, huge realization we've had over the past week. And there's two different massive realizations and, and revelations that we've had uh, that, that has completely changed this whole thing to the point where you can actually literally become what's called an ambassador at large. <laughs> Which means that you are basically a god and and that no one can fucking touch you. Okay. I'm not even sure if I have this status, to be honest with you. I have to like I have to like check because I I I've I, I didn't fill out these boxes. If I if I would have known this, I, I might actually redo my whole pro my whole passport, right? So two <laughs> things. The first thing is we found something called eight space F A M space five oh five dot two. So 8FAM505.2. If you type that into Google, you're going to get this weird website that just has text and a white background. It says unclassified at the top of it, and it's called Passport Endorsements. If you scroll down on 8FAM505.2, you're going to see it's going to say 8FAM505.2-2 list of current endorsements. Okay. It's going to say D, diplomatic passport, C, D, courtesy diplomatic passport, O, official passports. Now, if you look at that, if you look at that legend, it's the same boxes on the upper right of the DS-11 application fucking form. And END number is the endorsement number associated with whatever fucking diplomatic level you would like to have because in 8 USC 1101 subsection 23, your nationality and your level of diplomatic uh, immunity can literally be issued by any means whatsoever, including you just telling them your diplomatic status. So it's like in fucking sane. You go down to subsection 11 on the endorsements and it literally says the bearer is an ambassador at large <laughs> for, and then it says title. And then it says use only when authorized by some organizations. It says, it says use the exact title provided by HR slash PA. We don't know what some of this stuff means right now. Right. But it says, here's an example, ambassador at large for global women's issues. Okay. So I'm over here thinking in my head, like, all right, like I'm going to write up a new explanatory statement. I'm going to fill out a new DS-11 and I'm going to put at the very top that I want. I'm going to put endorsement 11. I'm going to check the little D box and I'm going to put in my explanatory statement that I'm I am an ambassador at large for the Amnesty Coalition. And then you put in the explanatory statement. What is the what is the 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 um, the um, uh, the, the Amnesty Coalition. It's a it's a coalition that that aims to educate uh, law enforcement and judges and politicians about various aspects of the United States Code, the Code of Federal Regulations, and the you know, Uniform Commercial Code. And and it 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 it, it basically exists to create uh, 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 more of an understanding and appreciation for the various. Uh, you know, like like civilians, not civilians, but like you know, nationals, U.S. citizens, law mm -hmm. enforcement, and like kind of creates more of a unification of all these different areas, right? Now, there's different levels of 
diplomatic immunity and someone randomly recently sent me a fucking email. Okay. And it had a 2008 diplomatic and consular immunity guide that was written by the government for law enforcement. This document is downloadable from my state national resources page. If you scroll down just a little bit, it's in the top section where all the, all the sections are bold. Right. If you scroll down just a little bit, you're going to see on my state national resources page, it says click here to see a PDF of a diplomatic and consular immunity guide that was made for law enforcement. This guide marries up with all of the endorsements from 8FAM 505.2 to the point where you can literally just tell the Department of State what level of diplomatic immunity that you would like to have, and they will just give it to you. And this, this, this law enforcement guide that someone randomly emailed me describes exactly how law enforcement is trained to handle each of the individual levels of diplomatic and consular immunity. And, and it tells you exactly how you're supposed to behave with law enforcement. For example, they teach law enforcement that law enforcement doesn't have the right to do anything to a diplomat or a consular who's an ambassador at large, essentially, except they can detain that ambassador until they've verified the ambassador's identity. So all mm. you have to do, so easy, all you have to do is just say, hi, officer. <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh, you're awesome, man. Thanks. High five. Hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an ambassador at large and I have diplomatic immunity and I'd be more than happy to be detained until you can verify my identity. Here's my passport card. And you just give it to him. And then he just goes back to his police car and he has, they are trained that they have the right to detain you until they can verify your identity. So if you want to be a fucking cocksucker asshole, fine, it's not going to go very well for you. But you can do whatever you want. But if you just say, hi, sir, great to meet you. I want to let you know I am I am a foreign diplomat. And I do have, um, you don't even need to say the word immunity. Just say, hey, here's my passport card. I'm a foreign diplomat. Uh, please verify my identity as quickly as possible. I'll be right here. And I'm more than happy to be de detained until you can verify that identity. And I really appreciate what you do. Everything that you just said, it the what kept flashing in my head was the the movie Lethal Weapon Two. If you ever seen it, and uh, it's been a long time. Yeah, when they try to arrest that old guy, and he was like diplomatic community, and then even they realized they couldn't do anything with them. Like, yeah, all they now could the do thing was just is is that if they identity, you you got to be you know that that so many people are indoctrinated because we've all been brainwashed that we all need fucking licenses and permits to fucking take a shit. Okay. We've right. been, we've been, we've been brainwashed to think that the passport is where all the power is. So, so we've been brainwashed to think that because we have this little fucking plastic fucking card that now we're like gods or something like that. But, 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 but very rapidly you learn that if you're a fucking asshole and you're a fucking prick, the police officer can whoops, flick off his camera and do whatever the fuck he wants. And that's human nature. Okay. I don't care what anybody says. 
You can say, oh, the police officer, this and that. Oh, you know, this and that. Oh, you know, this and that. I don't believe any of that shit. I don't care if they're on my side of the fucking coin or whatever. I don't give a fuck. I don't believe that shit. Because the truth is, it's human nature. It's human nature. Okay. If you're, if you're, if you have the right mentality, the card is just a supplemental item that is used to the, the mentality and the knowledge and the way that you present yourself and the respect that you give, that's where all the power is. Not the fucking piece of plastic piece of shit. That's not where all mm-hmm. the power is. The power is in understanding how law enforcement is trained and then understanding the system of the passport system and then merging those two things together and knowing exactly what the police officer is thinking and know exactly what to say and give, then you give him the card with respect. And then he goes back. He does detain you until he can verify your identity. He, he, he does verify your identity. And then they always say the same thing because they're trained on what to say when they encounter a diplomatic or, or consular type person who does have immunity, like an ambassador at large. And they say, thank you, Mr. Williams. Have a nice day. Mm-hmm. And they give you back your card, right? Now, it's easy to fuck up by saying anything else. People even say, I'm a foreign national or I'm, an, I'm a state national. You don't have jurisdiction over me. That is combative mm-hmm. and unnecessary. And it's not mm-hmm. how they're trained. They're trained, and and I, this is from 2018. This thing that I put on on the um, on my website, it, I I think this thing is huge. It's changed my mind entirely on how to handle all of this. Uh, it's from the United States Department of State Office of Foreign Missions. You'll see at the very top, and it says diplomatic and consular immunity, and then it says guidance for law enforcement and judicial authorities, and it has the blue and the red police lights on the cover of this fucking PDF file, right? Mm-hmm. And you go into it and it's it, and the second page has a giant fucking judge gavel. Okay? And then it has it says this booklet which provides a guide to the categories of foreign mission personnel and the privileges and immunities to which each is entitled is a joint publication of the US Department of State. And then it has the the office of the legal advisor Office of the Chief of Protocol, Office of Foreign Missions, Bureau of Diplomatic Security, Protective Liaison Division. And it's like, it's like, this is a fucking awesome, very chill, very respectful little pamphlet. Mm-hmm. It's not very long. And then it has these various sections, a preface, introduction, legal and practical basis of immunity. They explain why these people have immunity. It's based off of their mission. Right. Section three is categories of persons entitled to privileges and immunities, members of diplomatic missions, members of consular posts, uh, international organization personnel and national missions, uh, designated employees of Tecro slash Teak. I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, Section four, uh, identification of persons entitled to privileges and immunities in the United States. So, so if I go down to section four, this is probably where, cause I, I, I didn't read this whole thing super crazy specifically. I did kind of scan through it because I found it just absolutely fascinating, but this is the game changer. 
this is the game changer. This has sections on counselor service staff, special bilateral agreements, nationals or permanent residents of the United States, temporary duty, honorary consuls. It's got everything in here. And what's so funny is with the endorsement number and the passport system, you just give yourself whatever of these statuses that you want. And as far as I can tell right now, which is cutting fucking edge, ambassador at large is the highest level you can give yourself, which is an endorsement number of 11. So you just check the D box on the DS 11 on the upper right. And under endorsement number, you just put 11. That's all you do. And then you have to attach an explanatory statement that describes what are you an ambassador at large of? Because as per 8FAM 505.2, you're not just an ambassador at large. You're an ambassador at large of some sort of group or or some sort of like organization or idea or something, right? So you would attach an explanatory statement to the DS-11. You explain what are what is your mission? What is your mission statement? What are you an ambassador at large of? And then when if they approve your passport, you will get a, a diplomatic passport as per 22 CFR 51.3 with the endorsement 11, which means you are an ambassador at large, which means you are completely fucking untouchable. But you need to be respectful and you need mm-hmm. to understand what that means. And you need to behave as though you were an ambassador at large. Just because you got the ambassador at large status doesn't mean anything. You have to behave and you have to understand what it means to be an ambassador at large. Okay. Right. And that's the most important part, in my opinion. So it says here, um, identification cards issued by the U.S. Department of State and... um. It says here, while while this form of identification generally is generally to be relied upon, law enforcement authorities are nonetheless urged to immediately seek verification, as indicated below, in connection with any serious incident or in any case where they have reason to doubt the validity of the card, right? Police officers should be alert to the fact that newly arrived members of diplomatic and consular staffs may not yet have these official identity documents and should contact the U.S. Department of State at numbers listed in the useful telephone numbers on page 42 for verification if confronted with such situations, right? So foreign diplomatic passport, it says right here. Um, The, it says here that that foreign diplomatic passports containing USA or G visas are issued to a broad range of persons, including some individuals who possess various levels of privileges and immunities, but also those who are not accredited to the United States or to the or to international organizations and who therefore enjoy no privileges and immunities in the United States. This situation is often not fully understood, even by the bearers of such documents, which is very true. Even the people who have these documents don't know what the fuck they have, right? So police officers must be alert to good faith, but erroneous assertions of immunity by those not entitled to it, right? So so you got to think from their point of view, 
you pull out this fucking piece of plastic that you could print off of your computer and and cut and and paste some bullshit on it, and you say, "I'm a diplomatic. I have diplomatic. I wouldn't even use the word immunity because it's just combative. I'm I'm a foreign diplomat, and I'd be more than happy to be detained. And you can verify my identity. Thank you very much for what you do. I feel like that's like uncombative as fuck. Like, what are they gonna do? What are you gonna do to that? You're gonna beat my ass? Well, fucking do it then. Because it's like I don't know what else to say to make it more easy or more gentle or whatever, right? Now they're going to go back to their little, their little cruiser and they don't have the capacity to actually verify our identity. They have to actually literally physically call some special unit somewhere. They, they say it's in the useful telephone number section of this document. So I'm assuming there's a phone number or something that they call and they say, I had this guy and he tells me he's a, he's a he's, he's diplomat, a foreign diplomat or a consular. I need to verify his identity. I have a passport card here. My name is Officer Jones, badge number 64245. And they go, of course, Officer Jones, please give us the passport number located at the upper right hand of the passport card. And he says, A65, blah, 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 blah. They say, one moment, sir. They check it. And they say, yes, this particular person is an ambassador at large. Or maybe they don't even give that much information. Maybe they just say... Something simple like, yes, he's a diplomat. We have verified his identity. He does have uh, do not detain status. Please do uh, uh, let this particular consular or foreign diplomat uh, uh, leave as soon as possible. They get out of their, their, their cruiser. They come back to you. They hand you the card and they say, thank you, Mr. Williams. Have a nice day, which apparently I've been told by someone who has like over 15 years in law enforcement. They're actually trained to say that exact sentence to diplomats and counselors. Thank you, Mr. or Mrs. Last name, comma. Have a nice day. That is the exact phrase they are trained to say to diplomats. (laughs) But according to this particular document that I was just sent, and I can't find it right now. I'm looking through here and trying to dig through this. I remember seeing somewhere that um, they have they 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 are trained to to have the right to detain you until they can verify your identity, which makes some sense because it's like you could just tell them you have diplomatic immunity and then you're just full of shit. So like, I get it. You know what I mean? Um, I'm trying to look through here and see if I can uh, D plates. They talk about license plates. So there's special diplomatic license plates. I don't know a lot about that. Um, and I don't really care to know a lot about that because I already have a whole different thing that I do with registration and plates that that's easier than all of this. But there is a whole section about diplomatic plates and diplomatic registration, which you can get into. It says here... Um, yeah, I would think it'd be risky to to drive around without any plates and. Well, I use no I use a DOT number, which is, in my opinion, better than. Well, I don't know. It might be not be as great as as diplomatic plates, but it doesn't matter because because when you say you're a foreign diplomat and you hand the officer the card, the thing is is that you could have no insurance, you could have no registration, and all that it even says in this booklet. None of that shit matters once they verify your identity unless there's some kind of very serious situation, like someone was hurt or you're involved in like a serious crime or you're like, you know, they just, 
none of that shit registration plates none, you, the whole back of your car could be falling off it doesn't matter once you verify you you once you give them the the diplomatic status and they verify your identity they just let you go it even says in here they're supposed to let you go they're not supposed to do anything with insurance registration nothing right which is correct that's that's how it's supposed to be right it says here telephonic information and verification in this little booklet in all cases, including those in which the individual provides a U.S. Department of State issued documentation card, which is the passport card or other cards, but the passport card is that's what they're talking about here partially, right? It says here, the law enforcement officer should verify the immunity status with the U.S. Department of State. Department of State representatives are available 24 hours daily to assist in emergency situations and when immediate confirmation of a person's status is required. The telephone numbers are printed directly on the back of all Department of State issued documentation cards and driver's licenses for ready use in such instances and are provided on page 30 herein for reference. So apparently there's some phone number that they can call to verify that. You're not full of shit, right? <laughs> um, let me just see if I can find this part about the detain. I really want to. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Ooh, I feel like this is such a game changer. So verifying suspect. I think they misspelled the word in here. Wow, look at that. We just found a misspelling. So it says it says verifying suspect identify and status. I think they might just say identity and status here. When a law enforcement officer is called to the scene of a, well, okay, this is a little bit, this is criminal incident involving a person who claims diplomatic or consular immunity. The first step should be to verify the status of the suspect. Should the person be unable to produce satisfactory identification and the situation be one that would normally warrant arrest or detention, the officer should inform the individual that he or she will be detained until his or her identity can be confirmed. Hmm. Uh says here, in all cases, including those in which the suspect provides a U.S. Department of State-issued identification card, the law enforcement officer should verify the suspect's status by contacting the U.S. Department of State or, in the case of the U.N. community, with the U.S. mission to United State United Nations at the phone numbers listed in the back of this booklet. Once the status is verified, the officer should prepare his or her report fully describing the details and circumstances of the incident in accordance with normal police procedures. Now, that's referring to a criminal situation, right? Right. Um, it says here, if the... If the <laughs> it's so funny. The wording is so funny. If the suspect enjoys... Personal inviolability, he or she may not be handcuffed except when that individual poses an immediate threat to safety and may not be arrested or detained. Once all pertinent information is obtained, that person must be released. 
A copy of the incident report should be faxed or emailed as soon as possible to the U.S. Department of State in Washington, D.C. Or to the mission uh, or to the U.S. mission or to the U.N. in New York in cases involving the U.N. community. Detailed documentation of incidents is essential to enable the U.S. Department of State to carry out its policies. Meaning, meaning if you're running around being a fucking psychopath with your passport, they're probably going to pull that shit from you. Yeah, they're probably going to they're probably going to take it away from you, honestly. Right. So so uh, here's a section on traffic enforcement, right? Stopping a mission member or dependent and issuing a traffic citation for a moving violation is permitted and does not constitute arrest or detention. However, the subject may not be compelled to sign the citation. Mm. In all cases, officers should follow their departmental guidelines and document the facts of the case fully. A copy of the citation and any other documentation regarding the incident should be forwarded to, to the U.S. Department of State as soon as possible. Um. Yeah, so so DUI, they have a section here on DUI. So so there's a whole different way that they handle these people. And once you have diplomatic status, you just tell them you have just diplomatic status, and then you study this particular little booklet, which is not very long. We've, I mean, just out loud, I've probably read 15% of this whole book, right? Now you understand exactly how to operate with this new status that you have. And and this booklet, as far as I can tell, is by far the best I've ever seen explaining exactly how all this breaks down. And now you're not mad, you're not angry, you're not freaking out. And it's just a very simple interaction. And you have these particular special immunities. Okay. So don't be an asshole. Don't break the law. <laughs> And you well, well, break the law is is kind of a weird like like speeding is breaking the law. But when you're when you're when you're a diplomat or or consular, technically speaking, speeding isn't breaking the law anymore because you have immunity from that law. So it's right. it's break don't break the law of which you don't have immunity for, and you can literally just give yourself immunity as per eight USC one one zero one subsection twenty three. So if you would like free immunity and you would like to give yourself free immunity, do it. <laughs> yeah. That's the moral of the story, right? But that immunity only goes so far. Right. You know, you still have to be respectful and yeah. Operate within the, the confines of the law. You know, uh, uh, to a certain degree, when right. you have immunity, you 94, 97 percent of what people would consider the law doesn't really apply to you anymore. Uh, it, it comes down more to don't harm anybody or 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 fuck with anybody or or steal people's shit or break people's shit or like do exactly. things that would cause disruption to other people's lives. Once you have immunity, it seems like that's more or less where things land mm -hmm. and, like and you're the, no longer under their jurisdiction. Exactly. It's all jurisdiction based because you'll see in the actual consular and, and diplomatic immunity guide to law enforcement, they literally say that the basis of all of this is, is there's no jurisdiction. They literally say that in, in the booklet, right? So what you're doing is, is you're setting yourself up to be outside their jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And the funny thing is, if you don't live in Washington, D.C., you are outside their jurisdiction. So it's all just a weird play on words, because if you live in one of the 50 states of the union, you are a foreign diplomat and you do have diplomatic immunities. They're called American rights. (laughs) Yeah. So So that's that's kind of like the basis of how it all works. And that's including a lot of really cutting edge information that I just learned about last week. So. There's going to be more of this that I'll be issuing. I'll probably even do like a, I'll probably edit video number 11 mm-hmm. and I'll probably, I'll have the normal video number 11 in there. And then I'll probably add in a second video where I'm going to add in all this additional information. Uh, I haven't even tested any of this yet. This is, this is cutting edge. I haven't, you know, so, so I'm just waiting for, uh, I'm probably going to have some other people test it first. I don't even know what endorsement I have because I didn't really know a lot about the endorsements when I first did my my passport. So I'm, I I was trying to call the passport office last week to find out what endorsements I have. I couldn't get a hold of anybody. So I'm going to keep working on it. But if I have some shitty endorsement and I want to change it, then I'm going to redo my passport. I'm going to put the check the D box on the upper right, and I'm going to put endorsement number 11. And then I'm going to add that information of of being an ambassador at large for the amnesty coalition what that means and what the mission statement is i'm going to add all that into a new um explanatory statement and then i'm going to redo my 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 ds11 passport application form to so you don't that. necessarily have to have a like a website that leads them to evidence you just have to provide don't know documentation don't know i'd be, I'd be no curious idea. not a clue not a clue now again it, this all comes from from 8 USC 1101 subsection 23. The term naturalization means the conferring of nationality of a state upon a person after birth by any means whatsoever. You say you're a purple elephant that lives in Saskatchewan and you're and you're the leader of a tribe that does mescaline and then chews on tree bark in the in the ocean because you believe that there's special spirits that assist you in helping to handle and fix world hunger in the eastern aspect of Nigeria but you only go there occasionally because you're scared of Nigeria it could be that insane and the thing is is that it's by any means whatsoever Mm. so as a foreign national you can operate within the united states and do anything right like yeah buying property yep yeah you pay no taxes you pay no sales tax you pay no anything you're you're totally tax exempt as a diplomat Fully, 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 fully taxes. There's not a fucking tax on the planet that you have to pay. But you still represent your corporation. Well, that's the part that's a little bit, we don't know, because that's, you know, yes. Well, you know, I think I think there isn't where that comes from is is eight USC eleven. I, I think you know because you do you have the definition of the term uh, eight USC eleven is is foreign government defined. Mm-hmm. So, so if you go to, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 18 USC 11. 
So if you go to 18 U.S.C. 11, it's called foreign government defined. And inside of 18 U.S.C. 11, it says the, the term foreign government includes any government, faction, or body of insurgents within a country with which the United States is at peace, irrespective of recognition by the United States. So what you're doing through the passport is you're saying like, hey, like I'm an ambassador at large and or or whatever endorsement you want to use. But I, I that's the one I want. Right. I, I want to say I, I'm an ambassador at large and I'm a foreign. But like in order to be classified as a foreign government, as per 18 U.S.C. 11, you have to be at peace. So so like I don't mind representing the foreign corporation in a positive way, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do it in a way where it's like, we need to clean some things up and, and there's some things that aren't cool. But as long as we're like moving toward that and cleaning these things up, like I'm supportive of the federal corporation. I'm not an enemy of the federal corporation. Right. So it's sort of like, it's sort of like, do I mind representing because because you're representing the foreign corp the federal corporation in your own way. Mm-hmm. So like when I represent the the federal corporation, I represent it in a way where it's like, you know, just do this, this, and this, and then now now the government wants to give you immunity and pay all your bills. And it's sort of like it's a different type of representation, but it's a very positive representation because I'm at peace with the foreign with the federal corporation. So. Right. So yes, you, you it, it is interesting. Uh you know, if you want to be more like more or less just left alone, I guess maybe a, a regular passport would probably be a better choice for you. The NFR box on the DS eleven application form on the upper right. And then you would do zero nine for the endorsement number. That's a non citizen national of the United States. But but a an ambassador at large is a non-citizen national of the United States too. So, you know, uh, it just depends on, on how you want to set yourself up and what, what you want it to be. There's a lot of different endorsements. There's a whole, there's just, you know, 116 different endorsements. It looks like on there. So, yeah. It all depends (laughs) on what you want because you confer your own nationality on yourself as per 8 USC 1101 subsection 23. So if you want to make yourself a fucking ambassador at large, then you just do it. It's that easy, which is crazy. Um, but that's, that's how this whole thing is set up. Yeah. There's so many options. <laughs> so that's the, that's the cutting edge on all of this and, and all the new info, all the hot new info on this that I haven't even figured out yet. And, uh, it all comes down to those endorsements and then those boxes on the upper right of the DS11 form. So when you do yours, now you're going to have even more ammo to use uh, above and beyond all the stuff that I was teaching on video number 11. Wow. It's so much information. And uh, yeah, moving forward, like I, I definitely want to get a passport and change my national status for sure yeah that's basically the first step correct yeah i mean like i said a lot of it's a mindset you know Mm -hmm. papers and cards and all this bullshit it's cool don't get me wrong i do it it's great but the mindset is superior right like 
are you an ambassador at large? Like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? What comes first, a stupid fucking plastic cart or, or the mentality of being an ambassador at large? If you get a card that says you're an ambassador at large, but you're not behaving as though you're an ambassador at large, you're sort of like a, you're sort of like a, like a hypocrite or imposter. Mm -hmm. So what comes first, the chicken or the egg? What comes first, the mentality or the cart? Right. It's definitely the mentality first. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Brandon, um, running out of time, but uh, can you tell people where they can find your information and, and what? Oh, yeah. Uh, OneStupidFuck.com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know I always laugh. When you sign up for the free course, you're going to go through that. Uh, again, it's been almost a year since I released that course, so... Some of that information has changed a bit and it's expanded a bit, but it, it's still, I think, really good. And it'll still give you like a really good base and a really good foundation to kind of get started on everything. And then I'm doing a lot of shows like this one and I I, I kick them all out to everybody on the email list and I put them on, on a page on the website called podcasts, right? So, and then as I develop more and more of this stuff, I just push it out in shows and then me and Joe Lusica do shows on my YouTube channel. And then once I've got something like totally taped and it's all fucking ready to go and packaged with a nice little bow, that's usually when I make a video and put it on the, on the advanced course. So it's like a whole thing and it's a whole like work in progress and it's, it's, it's research and this whole diplomatic community booklet and, and this whole eight fam five Oh five dot two thing has just totally blown this thing to a whole new level. So We'll see. There could be levels above this. We don't know. I I never knew about any of this shit. This this yeah. endorsement stuff and all this kind of stuff. So, uh, we're gonna learn more about how to deal with law enforcement. We're gonna learn more about all this stuff as we go. So, but but this is a pretty high level, in my opinion, of where we're getting with some of this stuff for sure. Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, I I heard you back last year in November. Yeah, I think you were on Monday Night Masturbators or Legit Bat. And then you were back on their show recently. Um, so it just made me want to like really get involved and research this before, you know, jumping in. Cause I, I it is a little nerve wracking, you know? Oh yeah. Totally. W wondering what the right route is. Like I've written so much stuff down. <laughs> yeah. I understand that. Yeah. The passport's a great place to start. It's, it's, it's kind of a high gradient. Like the easiest thing to do is like cancel voter registration, which is like five minutes of your time or like, or submitting a W A B E N to your job or, or, or submitting a form 56 to the IRS. These things are really, really, really easy. The revocation of election process with the IRS is like so fucking easy. It's unbelievable. Yeah. All they do is just sign for the parcel and then you never hear from them again. <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> like, nice. like literally you've got like 50,000 people doing it and it's always the same thing. They sign for the parcel and then you never hear from them again. So it's, uh, but the passport, the passport is a big, huge, massive hurdle. It's a, it's a really, that's the point in my opinion, where everything starts to change because now we're really starting to understand what it means. It means you're an ambassador at large, ideally. Mm -hmm. And it means that you need to start acting as though you're an ambassador at large. And should I put on a suit at all times? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's all, you know, an ambassador at large isn't just the way you dress. It's the way you carry yourself and it's the way that you, right. you're, there's some sort of greater purpose to your life that you have 
married yourself to and that greater purpose is what that you are an ambassador of that particular group or idea or purpose it's not even locational really mm-hmm. it's really not locational it says right in 8fam 505.2 it says uh uh the the only example they give is ambassador at large for global women's issues. So you yeah. got to think that's not locational. That has nothing to do with a location. Yeah, it has to do with some kind of idea or purpose that's greater than the person's own life, and that's what ambassador at large apparently that's what it means. It has, it has to do with like a purpose or an idea. Right. So. Well, you can create an idea. Yeah, that's all you got to do, right? All right, Brandon. Well, it was great talking to you. And um, yeah, I'll put the information in, in the description. And uh, if, if you wanted to promote anything else, let me know. And I'll, I'll put that in there as well. Uh, you know, about your upcoming advanced program or if you want me to put the link in the uh about the uh contract killer course <laughs> yeah 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 put that in there that's probably the best place to start i mean cool. really because once you sign up for the course you're going to get a video every single day and then if i if i release a new podcast i'll send it to you so you know i simple. thought i thought those videos were live and i was like damn he's doing this every day <laughs> yeah oh really yeah I was That's like, hilarious. man, how does this person have have all this time? <laughs> I did. I did. I mean, I shot all that, all those videos in about yeah, a couple of months, I think. Five or five weeks, I think. So yeah, I was yeah. shooting, I was shooting videos. I was shooting sometimes multiple videos a day. I always tell people it's kind of funny. Whatever color shirt I had on. That's that's how you know those were all on the same day. Like pink shirt ones, yeah, those were all on the same day. The orange shirt ones were all on the same day. So generally speaking, like I, I was doing like sometimes two or three a day. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was an intense five weeks. Very intense. Cool. Well, I but commend yeah, you on this project and I, I'm going to, I'm going to follow it to the very end and, and just kind of follow it step by step and try to make it happen. I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot less eventful than you think it is to the yeah. point where no one's no one's getting in any trouble at all. And I think the reason why is because 8 USC 1101 subsection 23, they tell you just get you just give yourself whatever the fuck you want and we'll approve it. Yeah. I'm down. Because <laughs> you're not the cool thing about a passport is you're not asking them to approve it. You're just basically the way they look at it and the way that 8 USC 1101 subsection 23 is, is that you're just telling them what you are and then they're just issuing you identif- identifying documents that state that of what you've told them you are. <laughs> That's all they're doing. Right. So like this whole fear and all this stuff and oh my God, this and that. It's 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 literally a personal discovery. It's a, it's It's an adventure of self-worth, self-esteem. Because you 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 have to realize you aren't asking them for anything. All right. you're doing is just giving them the information and commanding them to print you an identification card based off that information. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, man. Well, it was great talking to you. And uh, yeah, we'll have to do this again and do like an update episode and talk a little further and 
I'll let you know what, what my status is and how far I've gotten. But yeah. Great. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear it when you do your passport. You should definitely do that sometime in the near future if you feel up to it. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Enjoy your weekend and uh, I'll talk to you real soon. Awesome. You too, man.